Welcome to episode two of Around the Arena, a podcast series highlighting the UF Western Equestrian Team. I'm your host, Ryan Rhodes, a senior at the University of Finley and an IHSA Western Team member. This is part two of a five-episode podcast series that will take you through part of the 2011-2012 season of the UF Western Equestrian IHSA Team. Throughout the series, we'll bring you news, facts, and information on the team, interviews from the head coach, Cindy Moorhead, and anything regarding the Western Team and the equine industry. You can listen to these podcasts anytime by logging on to the Finley website, www.finley.edu, and click Athletics. After clicking that, click on the Western Equestrian Team section, either under Men's or Women's Sports, and then click on the Podcast section at the top of the page that comes up. Today in our second episode, we'll have a quick rundown of who made the team, take a look ahead at the season schedule, and how the team will be prepared for their first show. For writers who are new to the team, we'll give some information on the show association the team is under, IHSA, and some rules, guidelines, and expectations with being on the team. We'll also talk a little bit about horse safety for people who have never ridden a horse and as a refresher for others so the team can do their best to avoid injuries. Let's get the episode rolling now. Tryouts for the Western team wrapped up a little over a month ago and the roster for the 2011-2012 season is complete. There are around 52 riders on the team in seven different classes. In the beginner class, riders are Marie McKinnon, Nick Duncan, Talon Archibald, Brooke Smith, Caitlin Warren, and Victoria Players. The riders in the novice class include Melissa McDonald, Tara Bauer, Jared Dietrich, Sydney Alley, Emily Kaplinger, Aaron Blott, Robert Larson, Tanner Walls, Emma Bates, and McKenna Lawrence. There are two riders for Intermediate 1. They include Colleen Underwood and myself, Ryan Rhodes. In the Intermediate 2 class, there are 12 riders. They are Olivia Hornacek, Katie Davis, Savannah Runnels, Lauren Awald, Abby Bates, Devin Aragona, Chris Vernier, Kelly Black, Philip Flynn, Kayla Hoodie, Anita Skurlock, and Dylan Handy. There are 9 riders in the Advanced class. These include Madison Hollis, Nina Jetner, Maddie Oldenburg, Morgan Parcher, Jamie Sutter, Cassie Norris, Caitlin LeBlanc, Kelsey Arnold, and Kelsey Hughes. The open riders this year will be Jared Bush, Maggie Howe, Kim Dean, Becca Irish, Ashley Frappier, Alyssa Casa, Callie Paul, Hillary Obringer, and Micah Wu. In reigning, the riders are Kim Dean, Becca Irish, Jared Bush, Tony Dickman, Kristen Hauser, and Katie Barnes. Head coach Cindy Moorhead and her assistants feel they made the right decisions and are ready to get the season going. It's always hard. You know, you'd like to see everybody make the team and I appreciate everybody who's tried out for the team but obviously we do have to pick somebody. She is confident with who they chose and thinks they have some good prospects for this year. A change in the coaching staff took place about a month ago. Jake Bowman who has been an assistant for a long time took over as farm business manager for Dan Webb who moved on to a new job. Emily Kramer will be the new assistant taking over for Jake. She is a 2008 University of Findlay grad and has been a teaching assistant with equine professors at UF for the past couple years. Cindy says they will obviously miss Jake, but thinks Emily is a good candidate for the position. She says Emily is very detail-oriented, communicates well with students, and thinks Emily will be a strong asset to the team. The University of Findlay will be hosting the first show of the season on November 5th at the Western Farm. Cindy says look for the team to once again kick butt. I'm excited for it. I can't believe we have to wait till November. But uh, it'll give us a chance. Last year, our very first show was an away show. And that that made it hard because the horses were difficult and it's hard to take a new team somewhere, you know, and they have to 
adjust to some horses that weren't always very cooperative. Uh, so this year, I, th- I, I think it'll be good because, of course, we're on our own home ground, which makes it a little easier for us. But uh, I think they'll be really prepared for it. In order for the team to be best prepared, Cindy says it will take consistent practice. Following the November 5th show, the team will be back in action on November 19th at UF. After that, there will be a show January 28th at Finley and then an away show at Oberlin on February 25th. The day after, on February 26th, the team will be back at home for a single pattern show. Regionals will take place March 17th at UF. The semifinals will be March 24th and 25th out in Pomona, California, and the IHSA Nationals will be May 3rd through the 6th at Hunt Horse Complex in Raleigh, North Carolina. The team plans to work hard and continue their winning ways. For riders who are new to the team, the show association that Western team is under is IHSA. It stands for Intercollegiate Horse Show Association. IHSA is an organization that promotes competition for collegiate riders of all skills competing individually and as teams at regional, zone, and national. There are over 8,300 students in over 370 colleges and universities across the U.S. and Canada who participate in IHSA. The emphasis is on learning, sportsmanship, and fun. The objective of competition is to offer opportunity to compete for riders in their first years of riding as well as the students with show experience. Eliminating the expense of shipping and owning a horse puts IHSA competitions within reach of many who would otherwise miss the equestrian experience. There are some important rules and expectations to remember for new riders. Practice is required at least one day per week, lasting around an hour. All meetings are also required unless you are excused with Cindy Moorhead's permission. If you are late for a show, you cannot compete in the show for that day. There are strict punishments for alcohol and drug policies. This can lead to suspension from completion in shows and even up to being ineligible for participation on the team. There is zero tolerance for anything posted on social networks such as MySpace, Facebook, and Twitter. This will result in expulsion from the team at the coach's permission. The guidelines are very detail-oriented for show attire, but the areas I will mainly point out are hats, boots, and outfits. Hats need to be well-shaped and approved by a coach before the show. The color should either be black, brown, white, or any other color approved by a coach. Boots are required to be low-heeled with a round or square toe that are the same color as the chaps. Outfits for females should be a well-fitted horsemanship shirt that is the same color as the chaps and approved by the coach, or a starched button shirt with long sleeves and a tie, approved by the coach. For males, the requirements are a starched button shirt with long sleeves, a silk scarf tie to match, but no pre-tied or long ties. The jeans should be heavy starch and can be Wrangler, Cinch, or any brand desired. (laughs) We're going to change horse topics now and talk about some of the areas of horse safety. This is important for people on the team who have never ridden a horse or who have not had much experience. Many of you who have been involved with horses a long time probably already know a lot of this, but it is still important to remember since everyone wants to stay injury-free. So let's get into the aspects of safety from a book called Horse Care for Kids by Cherry Hill. One of the first things Cherry mentions is to never lose your temper around a horse. For example, you're riding a horse and having trouble stopping him. You continue to pull harder on the reins and start jerking on the bit. You might get angry and kick the horse in the side and say something like, You stupid horse. If you do this, the horse could rear up and fall over backward on top of you. To keep from getting frustrated, angry, or hurt, it is best to stay close to more experienced riders who could help you figure out why you and the horse are not communicating well. A second safety tip to remember is to not work with a horse that has bad habits. 
An example could be mounting a horse that does not stand still. In this scenario, the horse could take off when your left foot is in the stirrup, but before you have swung into the saddle. As a result, you could be dragged by the horse. To prevent this from occurring, make sure to ask for assistance when riding an unfamiliar horse, and be prepared for anything. A third line of safety is to always follow your teacher's advice. An instructor might tell you to never ride your horse into the barn, but you go ahead and do it anyway. If you do this, you might hit your head on the doorway. Remember to choose your instructor carefully and then trust the experience and advice of him or her. They are likely to know a lot more than you and could turn you into a well-experienced horse person. A fourth area of safety is to never work in an unsafe area. For example, you are riding in a pen with a barbed wired fence. A small yapping dog could run into the pen and nip at your horse's heels or another distraction could occur. For many distractions occurring, the horse could panic and run into the wire fence. You and the horse could be severely cut. Try to get into the habit of thinking ahead and observing potential hazards and try to fix or eliminate them. If it is not possible to eliminate any hazards, postpone your ride until conditions improve. A fifth area of safety is to learn the safety practices to help you deal with bad luck. For an example, it is a muddy day and you are trotting down a hill that is normally safe to trot or canter down. When doing this, the horse could lose his footing and balance and fall. Remember to use safe stirrups and riding boots and learn how to dismount safely from your horse during an emergency. Those are just five of the many safety tips Cherry Hill gives in her book, Horse Care for Kids. It might be geared more toward children's ages, but I think anyone can learn from it or refresh themselves of the knowledge regardless of age. The language is worded in a simple and clear way to make it easy to understand for readers. I definitely recommend it to anyone who wishes to learn or expand their knowledge of horses. This concludes Episode 2 of Around the Arena, a podcast series highlighting the UF Western Equestrian Team. The podcasts of the series are located at www.finley.edu on the athletics page. Just click on the Western Team section in either the men's or women's sports columns, and then click on the podcast section at the top of the page. If you have any questions or comments, send an email to roadsr@finley.edu. My last name is spelled just what you drive on. It is R-O-A-D-S. You can also post comments and questions on the link to the podcast from the athletics page. If you want to learn more about the show association, IHSA, visit their website, ihsainc.com. Stay tuned for episode three in a couple weeks. The first show of the season will be right around the corner, and we'll discuss how practices have been going and how the team is looking for the show ring. We'll find out if there is anything the team still needs to improve on before the show. We'll also be talking about horse behavior from an 85-year-old experienced equestrian who is still very active to this day in the horse industry. This is all coming up in a couple weeks. Make sure you tune in. This has been a production of Around the Arena, a podcast series highlighting the UF Western equestrian team. I'm your host, Ryan Rhodes. Thanks for listening, and I'll talk to you next time.